Hello. Well, I feel I, I feel like this is a podcast mutiny. It's like it's well, it's all good. You know, you were like at one point you were sat there with your arms just open, I was, and I was just, like, I don't know what this is. I'm I just welcoming the internet and our community into this latest podcast. It looks like you're making your own TikTok dance. Like, I'm always that's always my aspiration is just to yeah. set the trend. I'm a I'm a trendsetter. Yeah, uh, Matt, that's why I put in my bio. That's why I put in my CV. Today. Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah. Jarvis. Uh, you just do breaststroke, but <laughs> without like the legs. Yeah, <laughs> and then you do a board game podcast, yeah. which is what we're here to do today. <laughs> Hello, welcome. It's Friday. Uh, we're live. It's the Dustbreaker Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Jarvis. I'm your host. I'm joined this week by Maddie Cullen. Maddie, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing really good. Thank you. Good. Glad to be here. Friday. Yeah. Good to have you right, here. Yay. Uh, and of course, Alex Meehan. Hello, I am more alive than I was probably about five hours ago. Have you, you've gone from Friday to Friday? Yeah, when I woke up, I like rolled out of bed and slugged out of my room uh, and was barely conscious. And uh, now uh, I am more awake, even though it's post lunch. Usually the post lunch mm. news gets real. you. Oh, um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm queer and I'm ready to <laughs> cause problems. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Rowdy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, we will, I will uh, give a little sneak peek ahead. Later on, we will be uh, trying to guess board games from their worst board game geek reviews, which I'm very excited for. Uh, but before we get to that, let's talk about what we've been playing, lady, and what we've been up to. Uh, Alex Meehan. Let's, Hello. We start, let's start with you. What have you been up to? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to start with me because you might as well get me while I'm at my peak and then I'll slowly <laughs> sort of drop off. We'll substitute you out, you know, like with footballers. Yeah. yeah half, halfway through, we'll take you off the pitch and we'll bring in someone who's like fresh and ready for conversation. Yeah, again. fresh and ready. That would be fun. <laughs> we should do that for a podcast. We just like yeah. rotating chairs. <laughs> or you just have like a soundboard of the usual rubbish, I say, and you just like just Claude, press Claude, buttons on that. Claude, Mass yeah. Effect 2. <laughs> Leon is baby. Gobos. Leon is baby. <laughs> I feel so called out. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, you just put me in horny jail. I'm about. I'm about ready. <laughs> that would be yeah. That would be another one on the soundboard. Really. Sentence <laughs> a billion years Sentence. in horny jail. <laughs> You'll do your penance. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a fun podcast. Yeah, by reading like erotic novels designed for middle-aged women. Yeah, <laughs> like, did we? We did a segment on this podcast once about. Didn't we try and invent? Did we just invent invent novels, or did we specifically do erotic novels based on board games? Uh, oh God, uh, we did, and it was amazing. Yeah. Oh. God, I'm trying to remember the one I did. It was incredible. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was like, maybe this is my calling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like many, many people self-publish, like a lot you know, of those Amazon kinds of books. Hungry for like, oh, yeah, it. The ladies like, have got their Kindles and they want it. Kindle like, rocket no. is very much like a, its own. It's a genre unto mm. itself. I could make a very strong argument that the Kindle was invented solely for the purpose of mm. people being able to read erotic novels without feeling, you know, feeling uh, bad about it. But I yeah. don't think they should. I think you should just be proud of 
granted a lot of them do just have um just naked chests on them oh yeah like yeah. there are variations of that basically like, like clutched to the side yeah sometimes they don't even have like anyone attached because yeah. then you can like, imagine just, yourself because then yeah, you just, yourself yeah the they just leave like a cut out like one of those things at the seaside you put your head through <laughs> just a bad <laughs> also this is the equivalent of the objectification of the male body. Yeah. <laughs> it's just finally no face needed. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what I <laughs> No face needed could be the name of like an erotic novel on Kindle, to be fair. That is correct. Yeah, right. it's it's only body, name. no face needed. It no face priced, needed is also a good band name, yeah. It would be price priced at like fifty pence. Like a I, even I have standards. Like it's got to be at least a pound if I'm even going to take a look at it. The really cheap ones are especially bad. Um. Anyway, uh, this week <laughs> I played some games. Not not like loads, but a decent amount. So I'm part of a poker group. Wow! That meets up that. every couple that of months. So uh, yeah, I am not a. A professional by any means <laughs> when i first played i was like so what the hands again like <laughs> what the scoring hand uh and then i came third so so you know. you're making money making your i money know back. well i'm making my money back Which basically <laughs> so <laughs> last time i actually got a profit of five pounds wow five groats Love that. uh this time I just made my money back because I put ten pounds slash groats in. So um, you know, not not a loss, but not profit necessarily. Yeah, you but, broke even. But third place again. Third place again. And for the most of that game, I, my hands were absolutely abysmal. Like, um just guess I think throughout I was making jokes about how how I was basically playing poker in the toilet because I was just getting like crap all the time <laughs> and then like toward the end things just turned around for me like I started getting some wins again I didn't have I, don't, I think I had one good hand throughout the entire game I didn't get a single pair it, it wasn't an amazing but I did it I, it was through pure diligence and other people making some silly decisions that's perfect that's what you want slow and steady wins the race yeah. um i also played some games with my wonderful news writer chase carter texan also known as the texan boy <laughs> that's him Howdy. that's him who brought up the conversation the other day of mountain dews baja blast and just mm. like was just in the random just saying so do you have Baja Blast in the UK? And I'm like, no, because <laughs> we don't want to rot our insides. Sorry, we actually have food standards. Sorry. Yeah, a lot, of our, a lot of our conversations with Chase, I would say a good, let's say 60 to 70% yeah. are just comparisons of US, UK <laughs> foodstuffs. Like, we, yeah. we introduced him to the concept of a cheeky Nando's and a Greg sausage roll, and he Greg, introduces to the Baja yeah. Blast. The Baja Blast, yeah. So... When he does come and visit, which he will at some point, I'm sure, the idea is that we're going to take him out for mm. for a wonderful evening of delights, such as Greg's, Greg's Nando's. Greg's for lunch. 
Greg's veg. Greg's vegan sausage roll is top tier, I yeah. have to say. So no complaints here. And then Iceland, mm, a the Weber's beige parade. Food, beige parade. Um, yeah, we get some Rawsons. Anyway, uh, the other stuff, uh, the play- the stuff we I actually played with Chase was we played some two player games. Well, we played one two player game uh, called Sobek. It's a new re-release uh, by the game by. Is it by only Bruno Kafala or is it? Uh, I don't remember. I need to check that. I believe uh, it could be. While you're talking about it, I will look it up. Okay. Um, it is a two-player game uh, that is Egyptian-themed. Yes, It's Bruno Kafala and Sebastian Pouchon who did Jaipur. Oh, it is. Yeah, because we saw that the other day. I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah, uh, Jaipur, an- another really great two-player game. And Kafala did... The big game was I can't remember. Help me out here, Matt Jarvis. Bruno Kafala. Kafala is time? King Domino. King Domino, right? Um, <laughs> you were off somewhere else. I was looking at the chat uh, just to see what people were saying. Uh, I wasn't uh, expecting uh, to be hit with more board game trivia requirements, uh, but please, uh, um, you're smart. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, we played Sobek. Uh, I do like the new art, so it was quite fun. Uh, and it's a really simple game, actually. It's very similar to Jaipur. Um, it's a game where you're collecting sets of things and selling them, similar to Jaipur. Uh, but in this case, you're collecting tiles. You've got like a board, that's like a grid. And on the board, there'll be tiles placed randomly of various goods, such as fish, fishes, uh, cows, wheat. Uh, rock, some kind. Rock. Sure the best meal, the ingredients for a good meal. Mm, I love my delicious fish and rock. Mm, fish delicious wheat meal. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and you take turns, like either picking up a tile, selling a collection of tiles that need to be the same type, at least three, uh, or refreshing the board. Uh, or um, if you've got, you can collect these little character tiles, and if you play them, they do special abilities and things. Is uh, Sobek so, the, the crocodile-headed Egyptian god? I believe so, yes. Yeah. I'm trying that, to, I was just trying to, I was like, I recognise that name. Yeah, same. Uh. And it makes a lot of sense, because in the game, there are these wild tiles that you can pick up that are little crocodile. Ah. Oh. So, um, yeah, so... You pick up tiles on this board, and the, the ones you can pick up are like designated by this ank symbol. And depending on where it's like axis is, you will like be able to pick up tiles on that axis. And you can actually like at points turn the ank, change the axis of where it is, so it changes what tiles you have access to. And um, for every tile that you for the tile that you take that has tiles before it, next to the ank, so between the ank and the tile you want to take, you've got to pick up those tiles and they are corruption, so they're bad things. So it's like the risk reward of, I really want this tile because it's really good and it helped me make points, etc. But it means I have to pick up these tiles and take them as corruption. Um, and corruption is like a negative point meter thing. Um, and so it's like very much one of those games that, like a really good two-player game, it will like help you kind of screw over your opponent 
it's like very competitive in that sense mm. um and um yeah it's 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 just that is basically it like it is very straightforward at one point when you can't really do anything you can refresh the board um and the game ends when like no player can do anything else and they can't pick up tiles they can't like play anything from their hand they can't sell anything how long um i think two we played two games in about 40 minutes oh okay yeah so like so it's really straightforward really quick uh i really liked it it was really good like it's one of those two-player games that are specifically designed for two players and that's what Mm. makes them so good because the dynamic between that they present like between two the two like opponents is like it's it's just so it's like a really unique experience that you can get in those two player games uh, are very straightforward very simple the fun really comes from like re- reacting to what your opponents are doing or like you know um thinking ahead and and kind of thinking okay what what can i do um yeah it's really good i like the art style i'm really tempted to look to see how much it costs actually because I might pick up a copy because I love to play games like that. Yeah. I was gonna say if it's if it's like twenty minutes, like two players, I can't imagine it's that much. Yeah. Um, Jarvis is gonna look this up now. I'm gonna um, look it up. It's about it's just under twenty quid. So probably about twenty five dollars if you're in the US. I'd um, pick it up. Do you know yeah. when it's out? The new version? Because I'm not hundred percent sure. Is that already? Uh, uh, I mean it's on these, it's on well known retailers and it says add to basket and it does not say pre order. Oh. So I think it's out now. No, it's out now. Well okay. it does have a great art style, I say. Like I really I like the it's like super colourful, very cartoony. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds nice. Um I think so many board games have like a very sort of generic <laughs> Mm. art style that mm. are just like they could have very easily just done oh here are the various things that you can pick up like the, the wheat and stuff but i much prefer them more like obviously the the game the theme in the game itself is very dry you could you could basically replace it with whatever you want but mm. i do like it when they do do a fun theme games like that the, yeah. the theme doesn't really matter all that much because it's more just about the mechanics the theme just adds a nice little extra but um i would recommend it it's on board game arena right now and um, well you can get a physical copy which i might well do mm, um that's great like i i like king domino a lot like if father's made some yeah. great games and jaipur yeah. is obviously like it is one of the greatest yep. two player games I it really say. is so, that good i'm glad um, that the kind of meeting of those two minds has resulted in something that sounds also very good sobek is probably on like the same level of jaipur i'd say in really? terms wow. of, like enjoyment like it's it's very it scratches a very similar itch mm. it's not exactly the same thing because you've got the board the board kind of scenario like that that aspect of it uh and um that kind of adds a different dynamic compared to like the, the card market you have in jaipur but it scratches the very similar itch of like oh i want that thing um, but if I do that, I might get let my opponent kind of get an upper hand. So mm. I'm going to have to think whether that's worth it or not, or um, stuff like that. So yeah, I think I really enjoyed Sobek. Um, the other game we played was Century Spice Road. Yeah, which is also on Board Game Arena. It is not a two-player only game, uh, but it does support two players, and I really enjoyed it as well. It was I really good. I really like Spice Road. I mm. think it's a fantastic game. Again, it's another set collection game, so it it scratches that kind of similar itch. And I say it's very similar to Splendor, 
Um, I would actually say it's more com slightly more complicated than Splendor, but again, it scratches that similar itch of like a sort of mini engine building almost. Like I wouldn't say it's an engine building game at its core. It's more about set collection, but like it has that element. So this is a game where you're like trading spices. Uh, I think the theme is stronger in this game than Sobek because it kind of makes a bit more sense where it's like, oh, um, this cardamom is worth more than this like turmeric and things. And the artwork is also really nice. Mm -hmm. um, it is a game where you're trying to acquire these cards. I don't know what they call them in the game, but they're worth points. Um, uh, similar to Splendor, where you start off with like a hand, well, not similar to Splendor, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. You start off with like a hand of cards, like just two cards you start off with. One of them is you gain turmeric, which is like the most basic spice. The other one is you upgrade um, your spice by two levels. Um, so your turmeric can become a cardamom and then that, that can become a, oh my God, what's it called? Saffron. That's one. Um, and then from there you can pick up uh, you can take additional cards to help like basically create your deck um of like cards that you can then use to gain more spices um you can gain cards by like there's there's like a row of cards at the bottom and the one on the leftmost will cost you nothing to take it's free but the further you go along in the row the more you have to pay spices to like take them mm -hmm. um but there might be like a really good card like further along in the row and you're like, oh, it's worth me paying these spices to pick up this card. And then you can use that card instantly, it goes straight into your hand. And cards can do things like gain you more types of spices, uh, like trade spices. So like five turmeric for like two cardamom or something like that and upgrade spices as well. Uh, and the game is literally that uh, and then um, you can then refresh your hand, which is basically getting your cards out of your just card pile into your hand, uh, and then picking up those point cards. So there is a limited amount of point cards available at any one time. Whenever someone picks up a card, it's replaced. Um, so cards are worth different amounts. They can go from like seven to like 18 or something. Uh, and um, you can only pick up six of those point cards. And once per someone has collected six, the game goes into its like ending phase. And then you win by having like the most points. I think spices also count towards that to an extent. Uh, but it's really straightforward. It's really simple. Like it's literally, I'm going to get the, I've got this spice. I'm going to upgrade it to the spice so I can work towards this one. And then, oh no, your opponent might take it. I think it's also, it's not a two player game specifically, but it, works really well as a two-player game because it is that anticipating what your opponent's going to go for and because mm. you can see what your what spices your opponents have um so you can be like oh um uh chase has like three cardamom and two saffron i think he's going to try and go for that card over there mm. um and you can you know try and beat them to it or you'll be like okay i'm probably not going to get that one before he does i'm going to go for a different one uh, and the fact that you can only pick up a limited amount of points cards, it's not like a time thing, uh, means that it's very much like pick and choosy. 
it's just like oh i don't really want that one because it's not really worth much but also i don't want chase to get six cards mm. like next and then i'm gonna run out of time to get more cards so um yeah i thought it was really good um i liked it yeah <laughs> it was good i i didn't play with you but i really like spice road uh and yeah like i agreed like i played most of it two player uh and always thought it was very good like that uh there are the i assume you can't do this on board game arena but there were two sequels that yep. were like similar but different and then you could mix and match them and they would have like different modular ways of playing like two or three games all in one mm. um but i think for what i've heard the kind of base games are still the way to go uh, yeah. There's also that Golem edition, which has like fantasy artwork, which looks Ooh. fantastic. Yeah, I do, so they, like I think normal Century Spice Road also looks great. They released a Golem version of all three Century games as well, uh, which are, as far as I know, don't really change mechanics. They just make it fantasy. Yeah, I think instead of Spice, you're collecting crystals and stuff like that. Which personally, I prefer. I think I prefer the original, like um, themes and things because. I don't know, you see, fantasy is so common in terms of a theme, and it's kind mm -hmm. of a bit generic, whereas when it's like, when you do like a theme like Century Spice Road right, then it, it, it really looks great. Mm. Like, I, I love I love the look of things like turmeric and, and cardamom yeah. and Brown. They're just such a, like a, a visually exciting thing to look at. Um, so like, sometimes the pictures are so good, you can like smell like you can imagine this the smell of sorry matt jarvis i feel like this is letting you <laughs> leaving you out um you you can imagine the smell of like cardamom has such a strong smell yeah before. spice is just nice things aren't they? <laughs> mm. uh yeah matt, matt jarvis you can't smell properly is this correct oh yes that's correct yeah <laughs> just to explain why i was like sorry to leave me out matt yeah, jarvis. yeah i had like a nausea i can't smell certain things that's, oh, that's certain, things. Okay. certain things yeah i can smell mint and sometimes i can smell farts uh have you played anything <laughs> else Alex? Ian? it's like you were, it's like you were punished from your like <laughs> like god was like this one one nice one wouldn't bad wouldn't it be, wouldn't, wouldn't it be <laughs> funny if you could only smell mint and farts <laughs> oh do it do it you'd be a legend if you did do it, 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 it. it. Look, being God for like ever must be really boring. You gotta find your excitement somewhere. Mm, it's especially like especially because I then also have IBS, so it's just like the com the combo factor there is a real a real mean <laughs> the winner, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> um yeah. basically, um yeah. And uh, that's all I've played. I I in other news I finished my my Leon playthrough of Resident Evil 2 remake. Leon! Leon! Um, in a different game. Yeah, uh, I don't want to play that one. Yeah. Um, if folks yeah, folks want to see you play some of Resident Evil 2, they can do so yeah. on the Dicebreaker Plus. Yeah, if you uh, become a Dicebreaker Plus number, uh, member, you can watch me <laughs> scream. It's very good. I can tell you that now, having put it together and edited it. Oh my god, You picked good. an amazing clip. <laughs> I literally just went to where your audio was the loudest and just like watched it the time your audio was the loudest. Watch for the spikes. Yeah. Is the bit when I'm like, oh! <laughs> so good. 
yeah, you can see this. You can watch the social socials um, on Twitter. You can check that out. So you can see a little taste if you want to join membership because it's very worth it. Just a little boy. Just a little like... boy. <laughs> so I finished that just under ten hours. <laughs> Oh, uh, it took me a very long time. But um, I'm going to play Claire's next, so there will be more Resident Evil 2 summaries, recaps, whatever, nice. updates. Um, yeah, and I also watched some films recently that were fun. Last night we watched Starship, Starship Troopers. Oh, is this in, was this inspired by the fact there's a new like RTS game coming out based on Starship Troopers? I had no idea about that. <laughs> They're making, which is very weird, because Starship Troopers, the film, is just like a satire of mm, particularly book, yeah. American militarism. Uh, yeah. And so making a game out of that is weird, unless mm. you somehow have that satire in there, because otherwise it's just like, here's a load of alien bugs without any of the yeah. like, cleverness of this. Like, the look of Starship Troopers, like, it, parts of it like really, really actually cool, considering it's like a 90s film. Uh, that are like, oh, this this is this is really there. It's really nineties. Mm. <laughs> uh, other parts, particularly when they're just on the planet with with like, you know, dust and sand and stuff with the bugs. That's very generic looking. Like the bugs themselves don't look particularly interesting. There are some big ones that I like. Uh, <laughs> I like the big ones. Nice. Um, but you know what? It was pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've I've. I've read, I've watched some videos about it and heard some people talk about it, but I never just watched it before. But I watched it last night and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Paul Verhoeven knows how to make a a good like <laughs> satire film. It is a it uh, is a film that satirizes the book that it's based on, which is very like gong ho. Hmm. Um, and uh, I thought it was really entertaining. And the other film we watched was called Phantom of the Paradise which is a 1970s film uh, made one of Brian De Palma's very first films. Um, and yeah, it was a 70s film. Um, it was very, it was very interesting. Um, it had some very boring music segments in it, which were described the music is on the level of like very mediocre Fleetwood Mac. Um, nice. The main actor in it, um, she's in Suspiria. I like, Ooh. I like her. Can't remember her name. Um, it's also got Paul Williams in it, who is a quite a famous composer, but he plays one of the characters in it, this horrible skeezy man, uh, and he also composed the music for the film. Uh, and there is a character called Beef in it, who is the most amazing character ever. He's he's so amazing, Maddie. <laughs> Beef. He's so intrigued. <laughs> He's so good. I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's got some really iffy seventies parts in it. That I'm like, mm. um, but it's an interesting commentary on the music industry of the period, and also it's got beef. So it, yeah, you know. it, it does have beef. Diane Souls, I will say. Mm, yeah, and it's only like an hour and a half, so. You know, maybe just skip through the, the boring music segments. Mm, skip to beef only, cut. <laughs> beef only cut. Beef only cut. Give us the beef cut. Release the beef cut. Like Release the beef. Max max length of like seven minutes. <laughs> He's right. not in it for very long. 
I'll take but it. Just take enough. Easily the best bet. Seven minutes of beef is enough. <laughs> yeah. So that's me. That's what I was up to this All week. All right. Thank you. Uh, before we move on, I'll say Nick Jeffrey uh, did Super Chat. Thank you, Nick, for supporting us. Uh, said, I won a five-player game of Seven Wonders last night. Oh the guilds goodness. did the trick for me. 20 points just for my purple cards. That is nice. good going. Purple cards are interesting because they're not easy to get points from a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, they're, uh, they're like the fabric ones, from what I remember. Purple yeah. Ones, I think yeah. So. Um, uh, but that's not easy. Seven Wonders is Seven Wonders, great a cracker. Love that right. game. Seven uh, Wonders Architects? No, Seven Wonders, great. Yeah, uh, and also BP Phantom, thanks for joining Dicebreaker Plus. Yeah. After we just mentioned Dicebreaker Plus, there's some really good videos over there. Enjoy good. watching me yeah. scream. Yes, scream a lot. Really that, that video goes downhill so quickly, honestly. <laughs> the, the game was relatively alright. Mm. As soon as I started filming that, like things just go so downhill. Uh, so that's where the content is, Mia. Yeah. You're just, you know. I know, I do mention throughout, you are blessed. <laughs> Yeah, this is this happened to be when I filmed this that it was in this part. So good. Yeah. Okay, that's me. Uh Maddie. Hello. What's your week been looking like? Um, I have had me on the podcast for a couple of weeks. Um because I was off and then I was doing something else. But so mine mine isn't specifically this week, but I have recently been playing um Silver Bayonet, which is super fun. Um, just hoping chat will be <laughs> just yeah, seeing that in the corner of my like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thanks, mods. Thank you. <laughs> Bless you, Angel Boo. Uh, this was especially confusing because that. that that particular bot that was saying quite explicit things uh, had X Y Z in its name, and my mind immediately went. Uh, uh, Come on, no Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> Xyz summoning in Yu-Gi-Oh, which says so much about me. Yeah, like, well, maybe nerds, okay? That's our first thought. You're in the wrong place. Yeah, maybe that's summoned them in. Yeah, we accidentally Xyz summoned uh, a random bot. Oh, um, carry on, Maddie. Yes, uh, I, I played Silver Burnout, which is super fun. Oh. Um, it's a miniatures game uh, by the same guy that did Frostgrave, um, so it's another skirmish. Osprey, you know. yeah. Uh, yes. Um, and I love, I'm obsessed with Frostgrave, obviously. Uh, and this is like just my ideal setting. It's, so it's Napoleonic, oh. like Gothic horror. Um, so you're like different uh, Napoleonic armies. Um, so I'm playing Russian and my partner Oliver was playing English. Um, and it's basically like, uh, like supernatural horror while you're there. So you like, you have a special team from the army that goes out to like track down supernatural horrors. Um, and it's got this really fun kind of like detective element. Um, so in Frostgrave, you're like obviously hunting down chests. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, in this one, you're hunting down like clues. Uh, no, I'm having my moment. Go away. Keep going. Keep going. We're doing keep going. Um, yeah. So you like, and it's really fun. So you hunt down clues, and you uh, so you kind of like battling each other to hunt down the different clues, and they like give you ideas about what the monster's going to be there in that specific scenario. So we found like claw marks like a, a like a dead body and like like uh, animal footprints and so like we're putting together like all of these pieces of the clues like what it's going to be and then like you have a like then you eventually find it at one of the clue spots and you have like a battle um it's just like the vibes are really really cool it's really fun um and again i love that kind of little like really like skirmish 
war like running around hiding and obviously this has guns so it doesn't have magic but it has guns which is oh. very fun and you can be things like occultists um and one of the guys on my team like each army like each nation has special uh what they're called like special special people they can have uh in your little group so in russia you can have a werebear which is like a person that turns ah! into a bear um, which is so fun, like, um, although they died before they could do it successfully, but they can do it. It's going very fun. I have a little bear mini with a little hat on and a little backpack. He's what? ready. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's really, really fun. Uh, yeah, I just love, like, I love a little war game. Um, and I love the, again, the flexibility of having, like, whatever kind of terrain you want. <clears throat> and this is great because it's Napoleonic. You can get Napoleonic minis, like, so cheap. It's it's great. Um, mm, like, yeah. get, like I think we got forty two for like twenty quid, which is a lot cheaper when you're looking at minis when you only need like eight to play. So mm. that was that was really really fun. Loved it. Um, mm. Yeah. The chat are having fun with Werebear. Yes. <laughs> Werebear is so just great. a good phrase to say. <laughs> it's very pleasing. Werebear. Werebear. It does sound Werebear, very fun. Werebear. That's Maybe great. we should move on to playing that. Yeah, Crossgrave. We're mm. it's really. I do like Crossgrave. Yeah, it's just like if you want, um, yeah, just something a little bit different vibes wise. With you want kind of tracking down weird supernatural creatures like vampires and ghosts and werewolves and all sorts. That's okay, great. Maddie, have you played Ghost Archipelago, which is the other Joseph McCullough game I know of? No, I really want to because I've got some of the Frostgrave minis I use are Ghost Archipelago ones. Um, so I, I want to try yes. it. It sounds pretty fun. I mean, Ghost Archipelago is just a great name. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I need to know it's cool. Yeah, I feel like we've obviously the the team's love of Frostgrave is well documented mm. on the the site and the channel. But I, I think yeah, like Joseph McCullough, who's the designer of all those games, but also Osprey, just putting out like yeah. little little books of rules, and you can just yep. use whatever miniatures you got around. It's so That's good. Great. Would highly recommend it, but if you want to get into miniatures, it's just such a great place yeah. to start. Like they're mm. putting out that castle is in the sky game, yes. and that looks cool. I want to, yeah, I want to pilot some flying boats in right? the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah that looks really cool. I covered that for the site. Like, yeah, like again, World War One vibes. I think. Yeah, I think so. But with yeah, like flying ships and stuff. But um, I do think. It's the classic case of like Warhammer's really well known, but it's not necessarily the best like introductory no. point like it's, for yeah. for Ooh. new players. Whereas these kind of games um, are a lot more affordable and also a lot easier to learn and play. So, yeah. Osprey, Osprey, <laughs> big up my boys, love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been playing anything else, man? Yes, I also um, I'm playing new things because it was Oliver's birthday a little while ago, so I got to buy lots of new things. Ooh. Um, You're like, this is for you, honey. This is yeah. definitely for you, not for me. Oh, yeah, I bought a lot of games. <laughs> I'm like, these are to play with me. <laughs> fun with that. Um, yeah, so we also played uh, Escape the Dark Sector. Um, ah! Yeah. I have played this game. Mm, you've Fun. reviewed it for the site as well, I believe. There is a review mm, on the site. Yeah. What did you think, Nanny? I enjoyed it, yeah. Like, it's one of those things where we play a lot of RPGs and it's quite nice to have like an adventure game where it's not one of us like trying to DM for each other. You can like kind of just sit down and play it. Um, so it's like a sci-fi kind of adventure where you're trying to escape uh, like a sci-fi prison kind of thing and you break out. Um, you have like a team 
where you each play uh, like one of the crew members and you turn over cards to like see what happens in an adventure and you're trying to like fight and like try and use skills to try and survive and stuff and eventually try and make it to a big boss who in our last killed us in the very first round. Um, so yeah, sounds about right. Anything. So <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to know how I'm going to get to the boss without dying, but um, it was fun, hard. Not that lie. game is just fundamentally difficult, but I think yes. <laughs> you have to go into it with that. Mm. Yeah, like it's, it's kind there. of like a fighting fantasy book, right? Or a choose your own adventure book, where it's like, yeah, you can pick what seems like a good option, and then mm -hmm. suddenly you'll just get squashed by a trap or yeah. <laughs> flattened by, you know, some monster stood around. And that's kind of like the theme, isn't it? Like, it's meant to be dark and brutal and scary, like it is Escape the Dark Sector. It's all creepy, weird vibes. Um, like, the art Ooh. is really cool and really nice. Um, yeah. Kind of like, piecing together a little story is, is really fun. I, lo I love role-playing stuff. Mm, it's Yeah, it's like, do you want to have that role-playing experience, but you don't want to, like, spend hours yeah. playing, like, a tabletop RPG, mm. then this is basically that. Like, it is a, a, a very light adventure game, but mm. in this case, you know, sci-fi grindhouse, basically. But, uh, I like it. Like, it's, it's not you know, the most mechanically engrossing thing in the world, but it is fun. And yeah, it's the most it, what it's going for. Have yeah. you found there's a free uh, soundtrack on Spotify? No, Oliver said that to me after we played, and I was like, okay, next time we'll have to do it. I already get in the vibes, get, mm. get really calm by it. But yeah, it was honestly, it was great because it was just pretty quick as well. Like, again, we, we play a lot of RPGs, so we commit a lot of hours to doing stuff, so it's nice, like... We literally played it in the morning before going out to meet up with some people for lunch. And it was just nice to do a little creepy adventure. Nice. Some stuff. Yeah. Has, that, has that been your week? I think, yeah, I think that's been it, I think. All right. Uh, mine's going to be a very short section because I've not played very much this week. But I have played a load more Mayong. Oh, no. I continue to play Mayong. <laughs> uh, I think I called it the wrong thing last week. I kept calling it, I think, reaching Mayong. But it's uh, Richi. Uh, Ryong is the version I'm playing, which is like the Japanese variant. Um, yeah, I continue to really enjoy playing Ryong. I've just been playing it like in the morning, sort of wake up, playing it in the evenings as I go to bed. Just shaking over your life, Matt Jarvis. It's just <laughs> a fun, like I'll just hole. do a round of Ryong. Yeah, like, it's it's good. One minute uh, you're doing a round, the next minute you're. Yeah, I gave back that girl a job. gift, and she was like, "Thanks for this gift." And then we <laughs> we formed a bond, and then. Oh, I... <laughs> I unlocked a different voice line for when she does a particular, like, um, yaku and scores for it. It was, yeah. Yep. You can do that stuff if you want, or you can just play Miyong, which is mainly what I've been doing. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and again, like I think, like, so I've been playing Mi via Miyong Soul, which you can play in, like, a browser, or there's, uh, like, mobile app versions as well. And I think it's genuinely a good way of learning that version of Miyong. It spells things out quite well. Uh, and it has, for instance, uh, Richie Miyong, you need Yaku to score, which are like certain combinations of hands. So, for instance, all simples means that you don't have any one or nine tiles and none of the honors tiles, which are win uh, wins and dragons. So just simple numbers. Uh, and you need at least one of those to have a legal winning hand. And that is kind of the complexity of that game, because there are a lot of different Yaku that you can mm -hmm. score with. And then you get into things like Dora. Uh, and Dora are extra ways of getting bonus points, but they don't count as Yaku by themselves. You have to, like, have them somewhere. And, yeah, like, it yeah. sounds like a lot, and it is a lot at first, but I think that app actually does a very good job of teaching you and making that stuff That's very cool. easy to reference and understand. 
in a way that when I previously tried to learn Miong, I was like, what's happening? Like, why can't yeah. I win with this hand? Why, why can't I draw this tile? Because um, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, so yeah, if if you're looking for Miong, it's a it's a good one of those. Uh, that's about all I've played in terms of tabletop <laughs> stuff. I did, I did, um, I mentioned, I oh, know, probably didn't mention last week because I hadn't done it yet. I, I spent some of the weekend building uh, some of the Warhammer 40k Horus Heresy box, yeah. uh, the mm. Age of Darkness box set, which comes with about, I think there's like 40 Marines in there. There's a Dreadnought, there's a tank, uh, there's a couple of Praetors. Uh, so a friend came over, uh, kindly uh, mm. helped me build some of that stuff. It took yeah. us about four or five hours to build the tank, uh, which I painted on the stream yesterday with words. You can go and watch us painting that. Yeah, you uh, brought it in for show and tell. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good tank. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a real, like chunky miniature. It's a lot of plastic, um, and there's still a lot of that box that I need to put together because I really want to play Horus Heresy. Uh, I really want to get into 30k and give it a go. Uh, but I've got a lot of Marines to put together first. But yeah, we just had a. It was a very good Sunday. We just put on original series Pokemon, just let that play in the background, <laughs> and then we were just glowing together oh, Warhammer, and that was that was the yeah. afternoon for us. It was a very good time with friends. I don't know if I can go back to that. I think what, original just, series Pokemon. Yeah, I think I'd just be really annoyed. We watched it's... the Pokemon film, the very first one, like mm. Pokemon two thousand. Yeah. No, I think it's called the original movie or something, right? Oh, yeah. Not two thousand. They may the have retitled one, right? it since. Oh, was there one before two thousand? It's the one with Mewtwo. And... That's not. I'm pretty sure that's not called two thousand. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of the one that's like gold and silver, but maybe I'm not. Anyway, it's just called Pokemon the movie, maybe two thousand, <laughs> and uh, it was very boring, mm. and Aww. a lot of the characters were just really annoying, <laughs> and then whenever. <laughs> Whenever Team Rocket's on the on the screen, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, yeah Team Rocket are absolutely yeah. the highlight of that whole they're series. Absolutely the highlight. Whenever Such they're like icons. just hanging out, whenever James gets eaten by the the, the weeping valve, yeah. like <laughs> it happens surprisingly often. Uh, like I just love how their Pokemon are just like just goobers. Yeah, they're just they're just I hanging out. It. Um, Meowth's reliable, but um, <laughs> reliable, yeah, great, yeah. Whereas, like, Wobbuffet and Victory Bell, they just all they want to do is just cause shenanigans, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's there are some, it's very, I mean, generally, the voice acting is pretty good for like a 90s like animated series, but there are some real choice voice casting decisions. They run up mm -hmm. in the episode where there's a Ash gets his Charmander. Uh, yeah. And the Charmander has a different trainer at the time. He just mm -hmm. has the most kind of like stereotypical like, oh, whistle this thing. Oh, yeah, you, oh, you want the Charmander, do you? Uh, that kind of like man? British, like villainous. my Pokemons. Yeah, like that kind of thing. And there's there's a guy that has a very strong, I think, Texan accent. Oh, I love uh, that. He has a sand shrew and he's like, my sand shrew. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> subtlety with children's voice acting, I can tell no, you that. No. There is no subtlety in there. I mean, uh, it's much better than like them being like, oh no, we can't get across the water. And I like, ugh. I would say, yeah, I mean, I would say we watched like 20 episodes in a row. Uh, and it was enjoyable. Like, we, we didn't decide to switch over to anything else. We were just, we were having a good time watching. We are pretty quick. I, I mean, I wouldn't I, say. 20 minutes odd. I wouldn't say it's awful. 
I won't say the, the film was awful, but it was mostly just really boring. Apart from the bit right at the end when, of course, iconic bit, when all the Pokemon are fighting each other. Spoiler alert, I guess, for Pokemon the movie. Uh, all the Pokemon are, like, fighting their twins. And the music oh, is like, my brother. Yeah. Brother, my brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a bit where the, the like, Spoilers, a, a major character gets turned to stone and then one, yeah. of, the, one of the Pokemon does a, does a cry and then does a cry. they come back to life. Very and sad. It's very moving. Yeah. It is very moving. And then Mewtwo's like, oh no, I've learned the error of my ways and the meaning of love. Hmm. To be uh, fair, if I saw a little creature cry after something I'd done, I'd be like, wow, that was a big reality check. What Big reality I've check made for my action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas Mew is just like, I'm cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as one of my friends pointed out, it doesn't make any sense that Mew is number 151 and Mew 2 is 150. They're because... Surely it should be Mew first. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, but but mm. there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and we have talked about um, because build a bear, which is a thing in this country. I don't know if it's a thing anywhere else, but probably. I think so. You go into the shop and then you like get a bear and then you stuff it and you put a little heart thing inside it. And you can put like little voice boxes in there, but that really freaks me out. I don't want that. I don't want to hear. No, I don't want to hear it talk. I'm the Charmander, innit? Yeah, I want to start loving colour. Uh, you can actually like record stuff and mm. put it. Can you imagine the, the absolute shenanigans you could do with that? Like trolling via birthday, birthday. Like, if you were gay. Here you go, Wills. Have uh, a lovely plushie that we made you, and he squeezes it. I don't even know what it's gonna say, but um, expletives. Yeah, well, we talked about because a while back, Builder Bear started doing Pokemon Very cute. bears. And I was like, immediately, like, I'm definitely going in there. And I'm definitely going to get yeah. one. Um, because I love Pokemon, especially oh, yeah. the the red and blue starter Pokemon, uh, which is what they began with. And I walked into the shop. <laughs> and of course, it was for the children and their parents, because <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And I was literally the only adult, like, on their own in the entire place. And I was in the queue, surrounded by children uh, and their parents. And then everyone was kind of looking at me like, mm, this person's weird. And I don't blame them, to be honest. I don't think I was weird as well. I was just so there because I just wanted a Charmander. I just wanted a plushy Charmander. I enjoy things. I'm sorry, I'm old now. Do I not like soft things? Yeah, I'm not allowed soft things anymore. Uh, but I will say the quality of that that plushie is excellent mm -hmm. because I must admit I will sometimes look on the Pokemon Center and some of those don't look great I don't like how some of them look they look a bit rubbish whereas the, yeah, the Bilbo Bear ones are like top tier stuff mm. and uh, I was talking about that with the, the group the other day and I was like oh I don't know whether they still do them and they still do that I was, so I, I did actually see one the other day yeah, so I assumed that I was talking about it and there was so they, we need to go group yes. visit social there, to I go and visit get a build bear. I said I want that Lord of the Rings little Frodo bear. So. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot they did bear. the Lord of the Rings bears. So nice. <laughs> mm, I just want a Bulbasaur. I want to squeeze That's that nice. little yeah. bulb on on its back. I mean, can you, you imagine can just, how squeezable you can that? just buy a Bulbasaur. You know, no, they're not as good as the 
Build-A-Bear ones. And also, you can I buy a Build-A-Bear Bulbasaur. No, it's not the same. You can't put the heart in there. You can't get a little roller skates and a little tutu if you're not building him. Yeah, can't you can't kiss the heart and put it in there. I actually did that in the shop because the person who was like, oh, like who stuffs it and then mm. like gives it to you. Um, what? Were they like, kiss it? I would make kiss everyone it. like kiss it. Kiss no, they were like, they were like, oh, come on, you've got to do it. And I was the like, whole no shop more. turns. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to kiss it. You don't love your little child. Like a 25 year old woman, like, it's a little hard. Look, children. Look, look at her. What you and laugh. <laughs> look what peak, look what peak performance is. Her <laughs> <laughs> laugh. Yeah. I don't care. I, I admit this without shame. I genuinely will cuddle that Charmander sometimes at night because it's so squishy, it's so cuddly. It's a very excellent bear. I'm with you. I've said I have many soft toys and I love them all. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the IKEA shark and the IKEA bear, and they are. Oh, Dongle Skog. Dongle Skog. Is that his name? Dongle Skog. It is Dongle Skog. I'm pretty sure it's Dongle Skog. Oh, Dongle Skog. I thought you said Dongle Slog, which I think is something else. Whatever his name and he's a lovely boy. They they should not they should rename him Dongle Shrog. Yeah, no. Dongle Skog is his name. Although it's probably not said like that because I'm not Scandinavian, so yeah. good on you for yeah. tr- having a go, honestly. Yeah, that's what I call it. Dongle Skog. Uh I would love a Dongle Skog. Yeah. I would have to get a bigger bed for it just that's so the issue. I'm, <laughs> that's the real cost of yeah, I remember Plushies. you telling me that sometimes when your partner, when you go to bed before your partner, you like... Yes, I, if, I, if I go to bed with my partner, I put a soft toy in his pyjamas and tuck it into his side <laughs> of the bed and get his book out and put his glasses on it. And he comes down and he's like, oh, I so I'm not it. welcome. And I'm like, you're well, like, they... You're like, this is my new partner. They're, they're in here now. Like, they got tucked into bed and you didn't, so... I don't to tell you. You've been the, replaced. The twist is it's Kermit the Frog. Oh, <laughs> I desperately want a Kermit the Frog puppet. I, if they weren't so expensive, I would have one, and he would be on my hand right now doing this podcast. But uh, we sure. could, we'll, we'll throw in a very, a very uh, long-sighted tease here. If, yeah. if you, if you like puppets, there's something coming up. Not oh, in, goodness. not next week, not, not the week after that, but, but soon, soon that involves puppets yes. uh, on the Dicebreaker channel. So, so stay tuned for that. Oh. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, shall we move on to some news now? Just, yeah, I was going to say, the only, other thing, to... the only other thing oh! I did, uh, also to give Betty some heads up uh, before mm-hmm. we transition over, but uh, the only other thing I did this week was Platinum Elden Ring. After we discussed Damn. Elden Ring bosses last week, I then went and bought the trophies. Yeah, uh, so well I beat, beat Melania, and now I never want to do that boss fight again because it was very hard. Well, you've done mm. it now. Excuse me. Um, and I'll quickly throw in a super chat from Nick Jeffrey again. Thank you, Nick. Uh, who said just received a delivery the brand new Hogs of War board game that I backed oh on Kickstarter. So oh, I have so much love and nostalgia that. for the PlayStation game. Yeah, the PlayStation game is very. It's in... Yeah, I've played odd. that. It's very weird. Born to Grill. Yeah, like Born the, to Grill. The yeah. Full Metal Jacket parody oh, on the cover. I play, I, oh. Yeah, I played quite a lot of Hogs of War. It's like 3D Although, worms, but with pigs. I will say. From my basic memory of what I can remember about that game, it does have some uh, racial stereotypes. Oh, does it really? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, it doesn't I surprise that, me. I think there's a Japanese, it. because they're like based on World uh, War One or two, like, countries. Mm. And you've got, like, the American pigs and the UK pigs 
and I'm pretty sure there's a Japanese one, and there's oh. a German one, and I think the Japanese one is kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, hopefully I'm that sure the board game's in the board game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will move on. But first of all, <gasps> we have a word from this week's sponsor. This week's show is brought to you by our friends over at D&D in a Castle. What is D&D in a Castle? It's an event where you play a dream Dungeons & Dragons campaign with a world-class dungeon master over three jam-packed days in an actual 14th century castle. Eight and 12 hours of D&D as part of an all-inclusive vacation. It's easy to get involved, just head over to dndinacastle.com to book your epic three-day D&D campaign with a dungeon master of your choice. That's the only hard part. Which bit? Choosing your DM. It's a list of just great talent. You could book to play with the legendary Gabe Hicks. Or what about playing with award-winning writers and game designers like Alyssa Teague or Jason Azevedo? You could have a dungeon masterclass. That's what you did there. <laughs> you can have a dungeon masterclass from the head of the D&D design studio, Ray Winnegar. I mean, they even cram in stuff like archery, axe throwing, escape rooms. And you get to eat like a king in the great hall at every meal. Go to bed in this 14th century castle, wake up and do it all again. Three whole days where you just eat, sleep, roll dice and repeat. It's time to gather your party and venture forth. Learn more at dndinacastle.com. See full list of this year's events and Dungeon Masters. That's dndinacastle.com for your vacation beyond imagination. Hey, hello. We're back and let's move on for some quick news before we dive into this week's segment. First up, Alex Meehan, do you want to tell us about this Alice's Missing film? Oh my good. Mm. I thought you said Alex is missing then. I was like, wait, what? Uh, Alex, Alex is fine. <laughs> Alex is gone. Uh, right oh here. no! But Alice is missing. <laughs> it was all or, a dream. <laughs> well, she will be at least in this oh. upcoming film. Yeah, so um, this was a surprise, I must admit, when we saw this. Um, so Alice is Missing is a tabletop role-playing game that I believe Wills played back Yeah, he wrote a piece, piece for the site. Uh, it should say, disclaimer here, Wills is now quite good friends with the designer of the game, but he wasn't necessarily at the time that he wrote that piece. No. Uh, but we, we do, well, we've never met Spencer Stark, so it's fine. Um, wow. I'm sure they're lovely. <laughs> yeah, I've exchanged emails with Spencer. Oh, seems like a lovely, lovely person. So. Oh, I have as well, because I, I, asked, I asked them about the Beyblades thing. Yeah, so, I but I've never met them the the as well. So. Uh, anyway, Spencer Stark is the designer of Alice is Missing, which is, it sounds like it's a really interesting tabletop role-playing game where it's played entirely in, like, message threads. Uh, it's about, like, a, a friend, a best friend uh, who goes missing, Alice, and you basically sort of unravel a mystery over like 90 minutes. So um, Spencer Stark and Hollywood Reporter exclusive uh, announced that there is a, well, there's probably going to be a film based on Alice is Missing coming out, co-written by Spencer Stark. Mm, which is, um, I would say, an interesting choice, because like you say, mm. it's it's played out, like when you play the RPG, mm. It's really designed for you to like text each other or WhatsApp or Discord. Like and you're meant to be silent, yeah. which is kind of interesting. I assume the film won't be a silent film, but I would kind yeah. of love it if they Imagine. if they that went with amazing. a silent film yeah. and everything was on screen. Mm. They should. I mean, like, Miss Marvel has been doing some cool stuff recently with like messages in the background of shots. Yeah. So I think they they could do some really neat visual things around that. Miss Marvel's I think good. They could. Yeah, um, I would watch it if I had Disney Plus. Um, uh but uh yeah no it is an interesting choice 
uh, because it doesn't really have like a world as such. It's got like sort Mm. of illusions, but a lot of it's built around what the players and the GM do. Uh, But what might make it what might make it make more sense? That's a terrible sentence. uh, Is the fact that it's being co-produced by Temple Hill, which is a studio that uh, produced films like Twilight and (laughs) In Our Stars. Yes, Maddie. Oh my god. Yeah, so uh, this is kind of up there, that street, in terms of, like, teenage angst film. Um, So it kind of makes sense. The co-writer is someone called Becca Gleason, who I've never heard of. But um, apparently they they help produce Community, which Mm. I like well enough, as well as an Amazon series called The Summer I Turned Pretty. I've heard of this series, yeah. Um. Uh, which is also like a young adult style thing. Mm-hmm. So it feels like the stars are aligning. The interesting thing is, I think I mentioned before that uh, Spencer Stock is co-writing this. Uh, it's also being co-produced by, um, oh my God, the the head of Hunter's Entertainment. Oh, is that Ivan and, Van Norman? Yeah, and Darrington Press. Um, so they've got like various... So Spencer Stark is also um, a producer for Critical Role. Mm. And uh, I think they, they also work with Darrington Press. But um, it's interesting some of the ties that are going on there. But um, right now, there's there's no release date or anything. It may not happen because they, yeah, this uh, is so Paramount, have just a just like ob- what's the word? There's a very specific it, word. Yes. Optioned the rights, <laughs> which means yeah, basically, if it gets written, they will be the fir- the ones to have first dibs. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily, yeah. like you say, mean it doesn't guarantee it will happen. Um, which I think is pretty standard Hollywood setup because. It's very like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, and a lot of scripts just get kicked around for, like, decades. Years, yeah. Uh, like the D&D movie, for instance, which yeah. has just been kicking around for which, years. Which, you know, years. is supposed to be finally coming out next year. And, and yeah. they they teased a little bit, bit early this year. And, you know, um, Chris Evans, who is in it, has also been talking about it. Um, so it feels like it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely happening. But this is is a really interesting one. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting got, pick. We got the Blades in the Dark TV series coming, but Blades in the Dark has kind of been around for a while now. Like mm-hmm. Alice is Missing, relatively new Fresh. and relatively like niche, like small. Mm. It's you know I think pe- people that have played it really like it, um, but it's certainly not like a game yep. that you see like a lot of people chatting about it's not pathfinder it's not like yeah but it's got a great premise like it it makes sense that you know if they're looking for a cool story and maybe an interesting concept it was there so yeah i'm I'm intrigued to see what they're doing Mm. so yeah there we go uh alice is missing being turned into a film maybe at some point in the future Mm. uh the other one i wanted to give a quick shout out to um was the absolute hero that last weekend <laughs> entered a US Pokemon tournament. Um, the uh, Let me get this right. The North American International Championships. Uh, oh. Matthew Rive. Uh, what Rive, a legend. <laughs> uh, entered with a... a an, and it's important to state this point. It was entirely legal by official Pokemon tournament rules. Yeah. But entered with a deck of only jumbo-sized cards, which are the cards that they sometimes include in certain Pokemon sets that are largely designed as a novelty of, like, here's a fun big big Pikachu or big Snorlax for you. Um, They're not normally designed to be played with in an actual game, but because they are printed by Pokemon and they are released in those sets, they are technically legal to use as long as you build a legal deck 
which it was. It was 60 cards, which is the legal requirement. <laughs> there were no more than four of any one card, which is the yeah. other requirement. Oh. Yeah, so, they, they managed to sneak that in. Yeah, so uh, he was able to enter uh, and play, I think, played three games, got beaten in the first one. The second one, I think the opponent basically conceded the game. <laughs> Just to let them get through to a third yeah. game. Oh, what legend! Yeah, uh, and so the funniest thing about all of this, as pointed out um, by Joshua Yell <laughs> from IGN, um, is that because the bit, the jumbo Pokemon cards that are printed, uh, they are only Pokemon. So that means the deck <laughs> couldn't include any trainer cards, which are like the effects and abilities, yeah. and couldn't, and most importantly, couldn't include any energy cards, which are what Pokemon cards normally require to do any of their attacks. So the deck couldn't attack, couldn't do anything. Basically, it was just there as a, a, a very fun goof. Yeah, how um, many Snorlaxes are in it? Uh, I, no, I believe there are seven Snorlaxes, because I think there are four Snorlax Vs, and then I think there are like three Snorlax V Maxes, something oh, like that. Max Snorlax. Yeah, there's a lot of Snorlax yeah. going on in there. Um, mm, so yeah, it. so uh, like I say, Matthew Verive uh, entered entered the tournament, got through these three rounds. The, the so judges big. checked the deck beforehand. So and apparently, uh, uh, just for at the hand, were like, well, this is technically legal. We'll let you play, but come to us after you've played these first few games and we'll we'll really think about it. <laughs> uh, and the thing that Vareev, uh, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing their name right, but uh, basically said was like, yeah, I was planning to basically play a few games and then throw in the towel anyway. Um, <laughs> but basically the deck the, the deck kind of got pulled out on a, a triviality which was the because the the big promo cards are not cut to the same quality as normal pokemon cards <laughs> there's the chance that you they might be identifiable by like very slight marks which is like a big no-no in professional pokemon tournaments and all all tcg tournaments to be fair yeah. marked cards is a big like it's a major cheating thing so they're very strict on that um, and apparently a custom set of sleeves, which would have made them universal and would have got around that, was a, apparently going to cost about $100 because, surprise, <laughs> surprise, they don't make sleeves for cards this Where's big. Kickstarter? Let us so, fund and help this man. Yeah. Um, so please. this was very funny. Uh, and then the official Pokemon account appeared to also reference it, uh, where they then had a picture of, like, even bigger, like, basically marketed cards used for marketing at events and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was just a it was a feel good story That's from the last next weekend. Of like, yeah. They need to make those legal, the really really big ones. Yeah, yeah this this hero who just created this super sized deck. <laughs> um, I think there's a picture as well where they're playing with someone else who has also jumbo jumbo cards. So it's just an entire <laughs> like enlarged Pokemon game. Oh my god, that's uh, amazing! Yeah, so there we go. A, a hero of the internet of Pokemon yeah. in general, like. Uh, they did. They then said, "Like, hey, yeah, I think they'll probably change the rules about the size of cards after this." No. We can't. We can't all be heroes, but we can support them. Yeah, that's so okay. true, man. So, so true. Yeah. Uh, don't, so, don't do it, Pokemon. So don't yeah, make them illegal. Yeah. There we go. That's that's the that's the feel good story of the week. Big Pokemon cards. And uh, with that, let's move on oh, to this yes. week's segment. Oh my god. Uh, we've oh, done something Lord. similar to this before, but we had such a good time, we decided to uh, revive it and do it again, uh, which Ooh. is, we're going to try and guess, uh, I'll, I'll say some of some of the most popular board games, there might be some less popular board games in there, but we're, we'll try and yeah, guess just... well-known board games, Yeah. but 
we're going to try and guess them from their worst reviews on Board Game Geek. Um, so those who don't know, Board Game Geek, Board Game Wiki, uh, allows people to rate games. You can rate them from 1 to 10. Uh, many people rate a lot of games 1 for a variety of reasons. <laughs> uh, you can also leave comments. So we have pulled only one rated reviews. And so uh, I think we've all pulled a few. We'll see how many we get through. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this is normally good fun, so I'm hoping we'll get through all of them. And in the chat, try and play along and guess as well. But we're basically going to read out one, one rated reviews for each of these games. We're going to try and guess, and then, I don't know, we'll add up at the end, but it's mostly just for funsies. Mm, nice. Who wants to go first? Uh, just, to, just to clarify, I uh, was confused by this, because uh, I realised that uh, you could click on the rating tab on Board Game Geek. Yep. I did not do that. I went to the review. Oh, I did that at first. Oh. It took me a little while to realise that you could do that. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, I still found some fun things, so that's that's ultimately what matters, really. Uh, uh -huh. Okay, that, I just wanted to clarify that, but yeah, I can go first if you want. Not, yeah, start, not... start with probably the least fun one, and then we can work our way out. Okay, who wants to kick off? I've got um, a pretty good one. Okay, go on, Maddie. Maddie. Okay, here we go. I cannot understand why this is so popular. This is the Harold Shipman of board games. In the way oh, he made people fear their doctor, this game makes people fear Oh my board god! Games. Jesus Christ! That's terrible! Yeah. Who would say that? Oh god! Uh, that for, person for is Some the of worst. our US viewers, uh, Hal Chipman oh, was a god. serial killer here in the mm -hmm. UK who was also a GP, a doctor, uh, who, yeah, like, was Tar just I mean, a... targeted specifically older patients. Yes, like yeah, that. targeted his patients. Um, so yeah, but... Jesus Christ! Yeah, wow. I'm sorry. It's a when very we came into this, I was not. I will say, so I was what? not expecting that to be a, a reference that was going to come. Up. I just tried to find the most like wild ones. Like I was like, why? You, you succeeded, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Aiden Fox's that... Catan? Question mark. Interesting. It's not Catan. Have you got okay. any more for this particular game? Um, is that, is yes. that the one? Okay, can we, and me, and unless you've got a good idea, I don't know where to start with that. I, I don't know where to start. I, have no I don't know how anyone can dislike this game as much as that, so. <laughs> this one might help you more, I don't know. This is other reviewers. Makes me cry to think that this game is still being made. Oh, okay. Is it Monopoly? No, but you're on the right lines. Okay. Yeah, true sketch Monopoly. Uh, is it Cluedo? Yes. Wow, nice going What in. the hell? <laughs> That's, That's a very strong reaction to Cluedo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't love it, but... Have you got any more f like funny reviews for Cluedo you want to run through? I figure like, if we've pulled some and they're funny, we'll just read them out afterwards, but... No, I think I, the max I ever got was two for games. So okay. I only got one, but yes. All good. That was it. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> what an opening. Jesus Christ. Some people... Ooh. Look, I'm just going to say right here, if you're thinking of going out there and comparing a board game to a, a, a real-life yeah. serial killer, maybe don't. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe reassess... Uh, your life. The, the, reassess uh, your train of thinking on that yeah. one. Uh, okay, Alex Meehan. Hello. Would yeah. you like to take uh, the stage and present us the worst rated... Right. My misunderstanding of what we were meant to do... Uh... <laughs> So I kind of more just collected things that I thought was amusing or funny 
but we can try our best to see if people can actually guess them. So I found this actually really funny review, but it's not funny because they're angry. It's more funny about the way they, they've like formatted it. <laughs> so um, the review is called Dear Game Name. We're just not meant to be. <laughs> and the whole review is distracted like they went on a date with someone. That was the game. And now, like, oh, it's just not going to work. So one of the sections is like, the moment we met, our first date. <laughs> I punched all the hexagon and spread out the cubes and read the rules and started Oh, I was about to guess love letter because I figured like, oh, maybe they're... Maybe no, they're this is not. Like, the game is not... I will tell you the clue. The game is not remotely related to romance. They just decided to do this. And you know what? I fully, fully support this person's... Um, this person's decision. Um, it is a very fun review, so I might put it in the in the chat. But um, yeah, it's like dating that stand-up guy who was totally into you, and sadly you just don't feel it. Um, so that might give you an idea of what it is. Another, just a review that's called "I'm a grown man and I can admit when I'm wrong!" Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> Not that. And another comment is uh, just. Uh, this is talking about the artwork. The cold meat platter and the poodle? Question, question, question mark. The artwork is very conflicting. Cold what? meat platter. I was going to guess Catan, but it's not Catan. It's just because you said hexes. Cold meat platter. And the poodle. That sounds like that a, a really a bad band or that like detective show. Yeah, that is a clue to the game itself. Cold it's meat specifically platter. about the artwork of the game. <laughs> the, might, I, I, this might not be fair because I'm pretty sure you've not played this one, but I have played this one. I'll give you another clue. It's a game that is well, very well, like considered. So the the reviews that I'm not happy with it are fun. Cold meats platter and a poodle. It, it's got artwork that's very like Wikipedia. Oh, it's not terraforming Mars. It is indeed terrifying Mars, yeah. Yeah, Wikipedia, Wikipedia art. The cold meat platter, <laughs> the poodle. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, that's what I went with. Okay, uh, so that's one one to me. Uh, all right, my turn. Uh, this first review. This game is the equivalent of Stephen King, but for the board game community. The amount of time and brackets, worse, close brackets, money it sucks away from vastly superior games is a crime against humanity. I bet wow. there's a card for that. The amount of time and money. I'm guessing this is a game that has maybe a lot of expansions. Catan? It's not Catan. This little fly. Sorry. Uh, Maddie, any guesses before I move on to the second one? No, give me the second one. Total scam, and not even that much fun. If I wanted to join a cult and burn through my money, I may as well become a Scientologist. Yes, it's Magic the Gathering. It is Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I saw that uh, review. I, that's why I know. So yeah, I'll read. Um, I'll read out the ones I've got left because oh I was having a good time in for these. So the next one so is so good. A horrible, clunky game with few redeeming features. This is another game that has a huge following that simply can't be justified by any rationale. The rules in the rulebook are overly complicated, and then each card has its own complex and often inscrutable rules, making the whole experience one of chaos and frustration. In my view, the fact that this game it has so many devotees should be the subject of a psychology treatise. Um, wow. And then I've got wow. a very short one to end, which was, no magic, just a... 
or sorry, no quote magic, just quote the gathering of money and throwing it away. Wow. Uh, and then I pulled a couple oh, of gems from others where people were playing on it. So someone described, someone called it Magic the Crappening. Uh, and then someone called it Tragic the Disbursement, which doesn't, <laughs> oh, doesn't neither work. of those yeah. really work. Uh, so yeah, uh, there you go. That's That was Magic the Gathering. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, Maddie, background to you. Okay. Um, take two slices of suck and spread butter and suckleberry jam. Layer alternating slices of processed American suck and slowly roasted suck. Add some pickles and garnish with crisp iceberg suck. This will yield a suck sandwich that sucks only half as much as game name. Did they say butter in there? They didn't do a play on butter. Oh no, they do suck butter. not butter. Sorry. Oh, sucker. Is it? Suck what? Suck not butter? Yes. Oh, delicious. <laughs> oh, like peanut butter. Right. Yes. Wow. I was like, mm. there. <laughs> I don't like they've got peanut butter, <laughs> jam, cheese, pickles, and lettuce in a sandwich. Yeah, is this this is like a New Yorker cross of a PBJ. <laughs> yeah, right? I guess oh, so. Cross would suck. Cross would suck. Two days of suck. I want to suck. I want suck to be spelled. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good luck to guess what this game is, but I thought it was such a good review. Uh, is it Munchkin? Uh, no. That's... I don't know why I said Munchkin. I think I was thinking of food and then the word munch. Um, I don't know. Betrayal. America, they specifically talk American, so betrayal? No, I can read you another review, because I thought yeah, it yeah. might help you more. Um, ugh, why do so many people love this game? Honestly, to me, this is bland nothing of a game, typical of so many Euro trash games. The theme, such as it is, makes no sense. The artwork is uninspiring, and the gameplay is pedestrian. If I had a choice between spending an hour playing this game and staring at a wall for an hour, I'd feel much more entertained staring at the wall. Uh, Agricola. No. Euro trash. I mean, yeah, these aren't very helpful to guess, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, like mm. <laughs> you're laying down tiles. Laying down tiles. Small world. No. There's a no, carcassonne. It is carcassonne. <laughs> oh, suck, sucks. <laughs> Okay, I mean, it's not that bad. It's really just not that offensive. I'm just like, they hate it yeah. so oh. much. I'm like, okay, buddy. Well, you were saying Ticket to Ride, and I can kind of see that, because Ticket to yeah, Ride it... can result in some people being unhappy, but Carcassonne. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Very unoffensive face. game. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a strong take on Carcassonne. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, all right, strong. Alex Meehan. Okay. Next. I'm going to try my best for this. Okay, right. This is one. I'm not saying game is a bad game, and I don't think it is a bad game. I'm only saying my opinion is here, and you will prove me wrong or change my thoughts. Thank you. <laughs> caps is thank you is caps. Um, I would like to know what people find in game so good and interesting uh, that it deserves the spot it has. Uh, this is uh, my first review, so the more opinions I get from you guys, the better. Trolls welcome. Haters will be shot on sight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my 
god. Too much dice rolling. Most of it makes sense. Although some of the a few ideas feel really stupid. Uh, my broken leg may not heal really. Uh, uh, I brought the game. Uh, I was told it was a mystery solving game. My ass. <laughs> if mystery solving is rolling dice and seeing what happens, okay, no comment. <laughs> That was the review that I found for this game. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Gloomhaven, but Gloomhaven doesn't have any dice rolling in it, so I feel it's not not that uh, dice rolling. Think about the and broken leg. It's yeah, Dead of Winter. Nope. Mm. What do you where do you break I, a leg in? Yeah, that's what I'm now wondering. And roll dice. Mm, lots of dice rolling. Oh, can you give us a clue? Uh, it is an American style game, Ameritrash. It is very big. It is very long. <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> scary. Is it Eldritch Horror? It is indeed. Eldritch wow, Horror. nice. Nice going, Maddie. My favourite is dot dot dot. My ass. My ass. <laughs> my ass. <laughs> also, also trolls. Welcome. I I I got that so much because I got I got a review of Eldritch Horror from the rating section, and people again were like, "You rolled so many dice," and they were getting so mad about mm. it. And I was like, okay. mm. uh, I've also got a little one that I think is very funny. Mm -hmm. That just the the review is just called a fiddly beach vacation for masochists. <laughs> Is this the Eldritch Horror? No, this is oh, a okay. game. That's the only thing I got for it, but I just thought that was such a funny a review title. Beach Vacation <laughs> for Masochists. Yeah, Matt might know this. Uh, is it like it's a feast for difficult. Odin? No. Oh, a notoriously difficult. That's why it's called For Masochists. <laughs> yeah. Like, complex. Um, it's just mean. It's just mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like there are quite a few mean games. Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. Oh, it's Robinson Crusoe. Okay. <laughs> Fiddly Beach Vacation for Masochists. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. Like that I don't is... mind that as a review. Honestly, I'm like, okay, it makes me interested. Like, I'm like, no, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I like it's beach really vacations great. and also yeah. masochism. Uh, there you go. All right. Uh, I will read this one, uh, which is very short to start with. Uh, and the award for the most hyped game ever goes to dot dot dot. Most hyped game most ever. Most hyped game ever. Anything. Is this Gloomhaven? Gloomhaven? It's not Gloomhaven. Okay. Uh, me and do you want to take a guess before I do your I second said Gloomhaven. Review? Oh, okay. You both said Gloomhaven. Both said Gloomhaven. Okay. Second review. I don't want to see games that may last for eight hours. I don't want to see games which occupy four big tables. I don't want to see games with childish figures. But somebody maybe wants that. That is why rating from rating one from my side. Childish figures? <laughs> I don't know what this is, is referring to in terms of childish figures. I have Twilight no idea Imperium, what it's Twilight Imperium. Oh, yeah. uh, let me read that the others because there are some other good ones. Childish figures, I don't 
I don't know. Okay. Um, this one says, uh, stupidly complicated risk in space. No, thank you. Alternate title for this could easily be Game Setup, colon, The Game. No game should ever force you to dedicate an entire day to playing it. But this game manages to do just that. Two hours of said day must be set aside for setup and breakdown. How ridiculous. Oh I mean, it is a big one. Uh, and then finally, uh, also a review for Twilight Imperium 4. This is, I think, my choice for least favorite game I've ever played. It wow. simply takes too long. And by the end of 10 hours, I wanted to dash my head against something. Would only play if paid to. Wow. People are very passionate. Oh, my God. Passionate is a word. Uh, all right. We're, we're on two, two apiece. Okay. Uh, background to Maddie. All right. It is a great game for all the closet sociopaths that want to spend two hours learning the rules so they can spend two more hours killing small animals with their friends. Root. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Small animals is good. Yeah, Did you have another one for Root? Um, the only one I have was too complex for five year olds. Artwork cannot be tolerated by an adult on his right what? kind of mind. What? Too complex what? for five year olds is such a strange. No, a lot of games are too complicated like, for five year olds. They're, they're like artwork is too childish. Yeah, yeah they're only like for ooh, cartoon animals. Cartoons oh are only for children. I saw so many of them being like, the theme doesn't make any sense. I was like, well, how does it not? What? That's just yeah, not they true. They have right? no imagination. They've never read cool. Red Wall or... I was yeah, say, it's like such no a popular concept. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And uh, done no, so well. Maddie, the only good games are games that are about like collecting, mm. I don't know, cows or like... So or like and running your own box factory. Those are the only hey, things let's that not, are Hey, now, let's not say things that... Container is a fine game. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, me and tee us up with your next one. Okay, uh, there's this one. Uh, this is going to be really obvious, but I just enjoyed this review. Mm -hmm. uh, this review is called Everything That Sucks About... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> As with most semi-cooperative games, game can bring out the worst in people. Um, that's the less obvious uh, comment. Is it like it's a social very... deduction game? Or... Uh, Semi-cooperative games can oh, bring out the worst in people. Does it bring out the worst in people when you cooperate? Is this, is this Dead of Winter? Yes, it is. Ah. Uh, the other thing that would really get it away. And finally, sometimes I just don't draw Sparky. There's nothing more frustrating than not having Sparky equipped with a shotgun, night goggles, and the gas station blueprints as the leader of your group. Um, I can agree. Things, Sparky is, is a great character in that game. Things that especially not suck, Sparky. Especially when he finds a car and starts playing songs of hope. Or is interrogated at gunpoint by the local militia. <laughs> so this should not be a one-star review then, because you like Sparky. No, I I told you at the beginning I messed up. I I oh, went into the reviews review not section. have any stars or anything. No, no they're just reviews. The That's why That's I realised we like all oh, these are only one star reviews. I was like, oh I no, hang on, <laughs> <laughs> I clicked the wrong thing. I should have clicked ratings. But uh, no, I enjoyed that review. It was good. It was mostly yeah, just the them like saying how they don't like Dead of Winter, but they were like, oh, we love Sparky though. <laughs> I like the dog. I like yeah. the dog. Yeah. Not only can you pet the dog, you can also give the the dog a gun. <laughs> well done to Maddie for getting it. Like it was just that one. Was it Maddie? Who no, was it? It was Matt. Matt. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. Well done to Maddie. <laughs> yes, I'll be very proud of you. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, 
this one I think is not not my strongest uh, set of reviews, but I'm, I'm we'll go for it because it's here in front of me. All right, this first one is just fifty minutes too long, uh, and the important context of this is that the estimated playtime of this game is fifty minutes. <laughs> wow! Oh man, I don't know. Yeah, fifty uh, minutes, an hour. Yeah, well, the second review Eight is kind hours. of a kind of a partner to that first review. Mm-hmm. So, first review, fifty minutes too long. Second review. This game is three plus hours of sheer boredom. <laughs> so one person's taking 50 minutes, one person's taking over three hours. Sheer boredom. I don't know. That could be anything. So as, the thing is, I will say the board game geek estimates are not very good. A lot, a lot of the time they are too short. Like, uh, Yeah, well, they're taken off the longer. boxes. Right. Um, they, yeah, and I, those are very still much the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are, they are not long enough. Um, 50 an hour games can be played in an hour like that's a very interesting time um uh well, i'll give you the third one because <laughs> it's not feast of odin feast of odin would never play in 50 minutes but it definitely I don't know. Play over three hours but um, baron park not baron park uh the fourth and fifth ones kind of give it away so i'll read the third one uh mm. which is just quick everyone gang up on the leader and they rated it one <laughs> So presumably they were leading. <laughs> oh yeah, probably soy. Uh, fifty minute game up on the leader. I love interviews like people just have like a bad experience with the people they play with, and then yeah, they like get mad like... at the game. And I'm like, buddy, I think they see your friends, not, not the game. Scythe. <laughs> not scythe. Okay. Uh, I'll give you this next one, and then the last one we'll give away. Uh, mm-hmm. So, when it comes to board games, I'm up for playing just about anything. There are two exceptions to this: Munchkin. And this game. I absolutely abhor games that weigh too heavily on the luck side of the luck versus skill scale. And this game takes the cake in this regard. Betrayal. Not betrayal. All right. I'll, I'll give you the last one. Because like I say, I feel like these are quite, quite difficult ones. Uh, this last one. This game is not good. The IP is the only appealing draw to the game, and Disney isn't great to begin with. It gives you one of the worst feelings a board game can give you. It just isn't fun. Stay away from this disaster. Only giving it half a star because people like Disney, for whatever reason. Wow. For some reason. It is Disney. Disney. It's weird that they were like, I'm going to give this half a star because other people like this thing. And it's like... (laughs) Just give it no okay. stuff. Like, just like you don't have to rate based on what other people I, like. It's I fine. Love it's how fine. those specific games that they were like, they will not play. <laughs> they will not play Disney Villainous. Or what was the other one? Munchkin. Munchkin. I mean, I can see. This is. I really don't like Munchkin at all. Uh, so I can kind of see that. I mean, I can kind of see. Obviously, these are all very exaggerated, but I can hmm. kind of see where they're coming from. Like, I, I do like villainous, but I can also see people really not liking it because it can really drag, depending on who you're playing as. Yeah, uh, Maddie, have you got uh, Manny Min? Have you got any more? I I've got some ones where I've just got one for them. Yeah, let's let's run through the rest quickly. Like right? this is this is good fun. I'm enjoying this. I want to get through the ones that we pulled because cool. they're a good laugh. This one I just really liked. Um, I fail to see the fun in any game in which the fun lies in having to find something. I do it all the time in real life when something is lost, and it's <laughs> definitely not entertaining. <laughs> is this micro macro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, well, I find my keys when I lose them, so I don't want to play a book. Like, uh, I will never do a spot the difference. Or... <laughs> it's like, okay. I feel like this is the day when they've like lost something and then they had to play it and they're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I didn't, I don't really have any more. I mean, I also found some reviews for Root. Oh, oh yeah, um, but it, read them out. Like they're just good to hear. Because I found this one review that I thought was <laughs> was very wrong. <laughs> well, they were like, I decided to write a review of how I see the game, which is one of the weird experiences of games I've had, mainly due to root quickly losing the appeal the more games I play. So when my physical copy of root started gathering dust on the shelf because my group was bored. And I was unpleased with it while having a lot better games to play. <laughs> uh, I got the digital version. Um, they also say the problem with the cat lies with, with the airy being the only real competition. There are two factions that do area control. Woodland Alliance and Vagabond do not need area control, just doing their business. By the way, this has a lot of typos until they eventually win the game. For me, the total misfit of Root is that... Um, IMO, I in, my in my opinion, in my opinion, should be changed to. Uh, oh yeah, the Vagamon should be changed to being an AI doing world versus players instead of player controlled faction. Um, I just love that like they're playing an asymmetrical game, and their complaint is that like some of them do this and some of them do other stuff, and it's like yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, a lot. Of, it was a really big review, and a lot. Of, a lot of the review was them just complaining about the wood on the fire. <laughs> Being like, it's overpowered. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Basically, they start off being like, "Oh, it was really good," and essentially, from what I gather, what's happened is. Obviously, the more you play a game, the more likely you might be to lose it because mm. you're playing it more times and therefore strategic. Sorry, statistically speaking, you're probably going to lose some of those. I got the vibe from them that they were like, oh, I'm winning this game to start off with. And then the more they played, the more they started losing yeah. and then the, the salt side <laughs> building up. I love that people like so again so in the reviews I was looking through where people just like yeah clearly just kept losing getting so angry and they're like oh it's just luck it's so annoying and I'm like okay okay <laughs> that's fine uh do you have any more Maddie um is it Matt's go Matt do you have any more uh yeah I've got one more oh okay. uh, sorry so okay I came here because of all the people rating games like Kingdom Death Monster or Hate with a one just because of their mature theme. I'm offended by how boring the theme of this game is. But, so it sounds like this person has just picked a random game and is like, other people are criticizing Mate. these other games I like. I'm going to pick a different game and just take it out on this game. What? Not mature enough, Matt. They're not mature enough. They don't have enough, like, large-breasted spider women. Yeah, like, spider women. Yeah, I, I get that, man. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> we were all on that D&D <laughs> Yeah, oh god, I remember that uh, <laughs> Horny over that Sp Spider woman uh, In front of a live audience <laughs> No regret So no yeah, regret. They, they're offended by how boring the theme of this game is uh, like, have they played it? It's not Container 
That was a fun theme. Uh, All right. Uh, the second review. Uh-huh. I hate this game. I don't know what it is about it that I can't stand, but something. Every time I play, I end up feeling frustrated, angry, and or bored. It's the antithesis of what I want from a gaming experience. Oof. Could be anything. I don't though. like it. Uh... Well, I'll give you the third one, because okay. I feel like this one is a slightly yeah. harder one. Uh, and the third one is funny with the context. It made me laugh anyway. Uh, this person in July 2014 posted... Mm-hmm. I'll look into this more. I may be good at this with a one, and it has not been updated since. So presumably, <laughs> they it didn't not. go well for them. Why did you just start with a one review? I would start with like a five because that's in the middle. And also the fact they were like, "Yeah, I'll look into this no, more," but they yeah. they still rated it a one. Where it's like, "Yeah, I'm interested in playing more of this, but I still think it's the worst thing ever made." Yeah, it was the worst game. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of what it could be. Really boring theme. Agricola. It's no, I will say it's it's probably I mean, it a, might a be tricky one to get. We've played it recently. Played it recently? Is that we included? We played it recently. We, uh, me and you and I have played this recently. Yeah, Maddie, awesome. we've T- not played this Tigris recently. Tigris and Euphrates. It is Tigris and Euphrates, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the theme's not boring. I mean, it's not The theme is just civilization. It's just a civilization game. Civilization is boring. Not enough. Spider ladies. There's my war and my spider There's just not ladies. enough nudity in these square Where's tiles. My nudity in this Rhino Kinitia game. <laughs> Come on, Kinitia. Just mean, instead of square tiles, just have genitals. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the podcast style. <laughs> Matthew Charles, I'm shocked. My monocle popped way out. <laughs> There's nothing rude about genitals. Everybody's got them. Exactly. Right. Uh, all right. Do we have Do we have any more, Maddie? Have you still got one in the the chamber? Um. No. I think I think those are my wildest <laughs> entries I could find. Me and any more? Nah. Next time I'll do it properly. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I think we'll we'll do this again. Well, let us know in the really chat fun. what you thought of it because it's good fun for us. At least it's good fun for me. Yeah. Uh, if you're keeping yeah. score, by the way, uh, I think me and you got. Progress in your at the end, yeah, so we were on five apiece, uh, and then Maddie, you had two or three, I think. Uh, I may have forgotten to count at some point because I was so invested in just the vitriolic <laughs> reviews. Yeah, is, it, is it a draw? Uh, I believe, yeah, between you and me, and we don't have a tiebreaker. Oh, well, so, actually, I tell you what, um, no, this, that, that doesn't work. I can't do a tiebreaker with myself. Yeah, Maddie, if you find a random review, um, and while you're doing that, I will say uh, thank you to our mods, yeah, thank uh, you including Angel Beat, for we've had a few yeah, bots yeah. in the chat today. For mm, yeah. for some reason, they just want to know about the worst reviews on Board Game Geek. Yeah, can't keep them away. Well, because uh, they're they're presumably offering some of the worst stuff. So it's the, it's that person. Like, they hey, were like, maybe... the world <laughs> needs to know that. Tigris and Euphrates yeah. needs more genitals in it. It needs more genitals. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I, I was, I was. Maddie, have you found some? I have like one more left that like is just, just a random one I found, so I can use that one. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Much, so much, too much, way too much stuff. Feels like a game with twelve expansions included. My reference of game design clunkiness. Gloomhaven. Mm. It's not. Oh, fair enough. Too much stuff. Uh, Ank. No. I feel like it's got to be one of those Kickstarter games. 
like big Might box. Well. That would make but sense, but do you not no. that? No, it's like a theme. It's yeah. like a theme. I'm gonna say it. And yeah, go on, give us a theme. It's gonna give it away. Cowboys. Oh, Great Western Trail. Oh no, it's a tie again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that personally. Yeah, I think you were faster. That's yeah. we'll we'll put it down to the buzzer. You buzzed first. Uh, yes. With that, uh, I win the pointless game. <laughs> Queen of surprised. the worst, review, worst reviews on Board Game Geek. I am uh, queen of the worst. It's true. You received the trophy of all those reviews. Just, just the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> printed a... up on like very like nice like degree Ooh, style paper or constitution lovely. style paper. Like lovely. you can un unfurl it and it just has all those reviews written down. You like that. Yeah, and you can put it on your wall. Um, congratulations on your, Thank your you. prize. Uh, and congratulations on reaching the end of this week's Dicebreaker podcast. Hey. Uh, thank you, of course, uh, Maddie Cullen, Alex Meehan. Uh, uh, can I do here. a quick shout out, please? Yeah, go on then. Uh, on Eurogamer right now, there are two articles that I have written for their Pride Week. It is no longer technically Pride Month, but every month is Pride Month. So yeah. there you go. Uh, I wrote a thing for Dicebreaker Recommends about mm -hmm. first sword lesbians. A regular series? Yeah. Our regular series on Eurogamer. Uh, and you should also read the article I wrote on a game called Arcade Spirits, The New Challenges. Yes, you should. I read yeah. it and it's very good. Thank uh, you. And I, yeah. Uh, and to give uh, the video team, team a shout out, this weekend we have two very exciting videos going live. Uh, Liv has been working on a video about the story of when the Mafia, well, they, the Mafia were involved. Mm. Um, the, the McDonald's Monopoly scandal that took place uh, like a while ago now uh, that involves, like I say, involves the mafia, the mob, the FBI are in there. It, it is a wild yeah. story. <laughs> um, so absolutely go and check that out. And if you haven't watched it already, of course, there's also a uh, video on the Satanic Panic and D&D, &D, uh, which is already up on the channel. Mm -hmm. And also we have a very special video, which will hopefully mm -hmm. be up this weekend. Uh, it should be. Uh, now that I've said it, something will happen. But uh the video team put a pokemon a graded pokemon card yeah through the most extreme of stress tests and this is a real it's a real psa graded yeah. mint condition charizard mm -hmm. uh we put it in a case and then we uh covered it in water we dropped it out of a window we fired a bow and arrow at it we threw an axe at it we shot it with an air rifle we shot it with a shotgun uh we barbecued it yeah uh, and you can you can see the outcome and whether mm. that case and the card inside survives this very extreme survival test that it's we put amazing. together. Uh, uh, watching the clips uh, that you uh, live in wheels of recording, it, I was just yeah laughing, <laughs> laughing a lot. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing the final video. And so if you're listening to us, you should also go and check out that video, which yeah. should be live this weekend. If it's not live this weekend, it'll be up next week. Um, but obviously stay tuned to youtube.com slash dicebreaker and dicebreaker.com we can find many more fine videos and articles including those by obviously all of us and our very fine news reporter Chase mm. we appreciate it very much but that really is it for this week thank you all so much for listening we'll be back next week uh, live at 2pm BST on Friday for the Dicebreaker podcast but until then I've been Matt Jarvis this has been Maddie Carlin Alex Meehan stay safe out there look after yourselves and until we meet again have a lovely day Goodbye. Bye. Bye.